We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. Today, my husband got up really early and left for, for work. He's a worship leader. I don't know if I've actually ever mentioned that before. That's what he does. So he left really early this morning. I didn't really see him go, but later on in the morning, he texted me and he said, all it said was, I love you, W-U-V. And I literally laughed out loud when I saw it because way back when we were either dating or we were probably engaged, I tried to get him to say, I love you for some stupid reason. And he wouldn't say it because he thought it was stupid to say, I love you. And we got into this big fight about it. So now it's like this running joke that we have going back and forth, you know, love. (laughs) So whenever he says that, it just makes me think about like, um, like I literally have like the looks like we made it like (laughs) song going through my head. (laughs) I love that. Our stupid fight early on was about if whipped honey was a thing or not. We had gotten it. I think it was like a wedding favor that we had both been to together. Like the um, little wedding gift was things of honey and it was whipped honey. And I was like convinced that was not a thing. And he was like dead set that it was. And I mean, clearly it was because we had gotten it at the wedding, but that was like our first fight was over honey. (laughs) So weird, the things you fight over. I would have said there was no such thing as whipped honey, too. Yep, look it up. It's a thing. What does it look like? I mean, kind of like just normal honey, if I remember right. I mean, it was years ago, but I think that's why I was so convinced, you know, that this was just some like fancy name or they were trying to make it look cool for the wedding and nope, it's a thing. Huh. Anyway, so how is summer going for you? You know, it's been such a weird summer with COVID and, you know, we started off this summer, everything shut down. And then it was like, we started to get a taste of everything opening and now things are shutting down again. And it's been like this weird, like time warp, I feel like, because some days feel so funky and off because of all the COVID stuff. And then other days, it's like easy just to get wrapped up in being outside and like playing and just the day to day that you almost forget that anything else is happening and it feels like such a normal summer. So I feel like we have good days and bad days and I'm sure everyone, you know, this summer is feeling that, but it's been just kind of a roller coaster for us. Yeah. What kind of like activities do you guys have going on to sort of like keep Graham occupied? Cause he's going to be three, right? Yep. So he'll turn three in September So it's kind of nice because I feel like we're starting to get to the sweet spot where he is really good at playing by himself if you get like the right things set up for him and he kind of knows what he can do. So he's been really into building forts lately or, you know, if we just have like a cardboard box and markers, he'll spend forever coloring and just doing stuff in there with that. I know for us and for a lot of families, anything with water is really big. We were able to 
have access to a pool this summer. So that has been huge. And it's really the first summer that he's, you know, old enough to enjoy it and to get it. And he's turning into a little fish. And so he's been having a lot of fun swimming and practicing his doggy paddles and, you know, all the fun jumping in and all that stuff. So we've been staying busy. And like I said, there's days that it feels normal, but then on the flip side, it's been weird that we can't go to the library or hang out with other friends or kind of, you know, go to the zoo or the aquarium or things maybe in past summers that we would have done. And now it's like all of that is just at a halt. Yeah. What's it been like for you in Texas? Cause I know Texas has kind of gone through the roller coaster as well. Yeah. So we're definitely heading back towards the direction of being like shut down. We were I would say approaching almost back to normal. Like you were still seeing masks and stuff, but you know, restaurants were opening up to pretty much full, full capacity and things were seeming a lot more normal. And then as the numbers went up, you know, they kind of pulled everything back. So we're kind of back where we were before and people are seeming very like conscious of like not going out as much and, you know, wearing masks and, so it has also been a hundred and like seven degrees like this entire oh, week. That's terrible. So it's been super, super hot. So much like you, we've been doing all sorts of water stuff. So growing up in Colorado, I remember having the thought that like anybody that would have a swimming pool, like at their house or in their backyard was just over the top, extravagant, like not a necessary thing because in Colorado, you could only really use an outdoor pool for like maybe three or four weeks out of the entire year. So it just seemed like a really extravagant thing to have. But now that I live here, I 100% understand why people have pools. We don't have a pool, but um, my husband's parents do. So we have been going and swimming every opportunity that we can. And then when we're at home, We've just been doing lots of sprinkler play and water hose play. And, you know, they like to fill up pots with water and make mud pies and track mud all over the house. And of course, you know, all that fun stuff. They're having a ball. It's like the best summer ever as far as they're concerned. So yeah, we're very similar. It's just been a lot more centered around the home than it maybe would have been it's kind of interesting because I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think, you know, they're kind of getting some really good pieces of childhood, kind of good old fashioned childhood that we probably wouldn't be as focused on, you know, if we weren't in the situation that we're in. Yeah. I do think COVID has done such a good job of like bringing everyone back to the roots, I guess, you know, it's like slowed us down. So many people have to work from home now and, everything, like you said, is just revolved around the home that removing the option to do anything else, I think has been really good in some ways yeah. to help people just refocus. Yeah. There's been some really good things that have come from it. We have not gone to Colorado as much this summer as we probably would have to see my parents. So a way that we've been kind of working to keep them connected with our kids is we've been having twice a week, a story time over Zoom where um, they've been reading Charlotte's Web out loud to our kids. So that's been a really special, fun thing that I'm not sure we would have had the idea to do 
you know, had we not had Zoom getting really proficient in, you know, using that and connecting that way. So that's been really fun. And then sort of a side note of that, we have a garden spider that has been living on our front porch that has been building a web. So sometimes at night we'll go out and watch her like literally weaving it and constructing it. And it's been kind of a fun thing for the kids because with Charlotte's Web, they're really into spiders and, you know, they think they're almost cool, maybe not quite as scary. So it's been How fun. sweet. You guys have your own Charlotte. We do. And it's, it's actually pretty cool because she has it constructed on a side of the porch where during the day the wind will tear it apart. So we've seen her adjusting it and moving it and trying to figure out like, you know, the best place to have it stay put. So they're really like pretty impressive little creatures. That's so sweet. Yeah, I feel like living in the South, it forces you to kind of learn to accept bugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in Colorado, I think we were so shielded from so many of that. And yeah. now it's like, like spiders used to get me so worked up and now it just feels so normal. I will say scorpions mm. are not something that I plan to ever get comfortable with. And there are a lot of those or out snakes. here. snakes. Yeah, mm. same with snakes here. Mm. yeah. We have rattlesnakes, a lot of rattlesnakes. Ugh. We have always check for snakes before we go outside. It's different than from how I grew up. Totally. We more were looking for like bears, honestly. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So with all that's going on lately, what do you feel like has been giving you life? You know, as we talk about simplicity and pairing back and editing things, I have really focused on my closet as an area of my life that I really wanted to simplify. Now I'm not only managing my closet, but I'm managing all of my kids and honestly, sometimes my husband's. So like, I'm just looking for ways to kind of streamline things and make things easier. And I've spent a lot of time paring things down and being realistic about not keeping things that I don't want or need anymore. And last weekend I went in to kind of purge and reorganize things. And it took me like a half an hour. And I found two things that I didn't want to keep which is massive progress for me. So that was just like one of those little wins where you just kind of see how simplifying things, cutting back on things can really positively impact your life more than just in theory. So that has been giving me life, mostly just because it's giving me like more mental space. And that has to feel like such a good win because that's something you can, you know, physically see and monitor. You said, you know, like the 30 minutes, there's only two items, like you can really feel that win. Yes. It was very encouraging and it, you know, it kind of gets you thinking about, I wonder what we have in the kitchen that we don't use that we're just having to constantly maintain or um, do we need to look at our toys and see how many toys we have and do we need to cut back? So it definitely, it's good to kind of focus, I think in one area and then kind of branch out from there because if you get some momentum going and you're seeing progress, you know, I think you can kind of see how, how simplicity can be more like a lifestyle, like a lifestyle choice and something that you implement in multiple areas of your life and not just, not just with your closet, but I think it can start there. And that's another great place to start because it is fully yours, you know, and you're not having Mm -hmm. to make decisions about other people's things and you're not focusing on other people's things, which I think I found myself in moments where I'm feeling overwhelmed with the stuff we have. I will go to other people's things first. I think that's just human nature, you know. I'll tell Chase, like, Chase, you got so much stuff. You have so many books or, you know, you have so much clothes. And 
I think a better place to start is to really evaluate your things and you know what you can get rid of and then you can really build from there so that has been that has been a win for me and i'm looking forward to kind of continuing on and editing more things out just to make things simpler what about you what has been giving you life you know as we talked about covid forcing us more to revolve around the home i feel like this season has enabled me to be really intentional with my family and just especially with my son you know since he doesn't have any siblings i'm kind of his playmate right now so in a way it's been really sweet because i feel like i get to have a front row seat on all these like aha moments or these like little light bulb winds of things going off and you kind of just I don't know, have a chance to slow down and see things through a different life that I feel like if this would have been last summer or a different summer, I was so wrapped up in my work schedule and childcare and getting everyone to the right places at the right time. And, you know, just the constant go, go, go. I missed out on a lot. So that's been fun. One thing recently, that was kind of just a cute little aha moment for him. So my husband has always had this thing where he gets goosebumps over really random things. So whenever he hears the Star Spangled Banner, he gets goosebumps <laughs> at certain parts and it could be anyone singing it. So it could be, you know, someone professional and just like a stunning performance. And, you know, sometimes I'll get goosebumps, you know, when you hear music that really gets you. Yeah. But for him, it could also be like a three-year-old singing it and he would still get goosebumps even if it was like a terrible terrible rendition of the song. So another thing is whenever you rub his back, he gets goosebumps and it could just like be barely touching it and he'll get goosebumps. And so the other day, my son and I were sitting on the couch and I just was rubbing his back and I looked down and I realized he's the same way and he gets goosebumps all on his arms if you touch his back. And so I thought, you know, this is a great time. I can teach him what it is. I realized he didn't, he never even heard the word goosebumps. And so I said, Graham, look at your arm. You have goosebumps. And he was so confused because he knows, you know, those two words individually. So he looked at me and he thought I was talking about geese because up the street, we always see geese when we're driving along the street and they'll have little baby geese or, you know, they'll be walking around and he loves to look at the geese. But then he didn't hear me. Clearly, I guess I wasn't enunciating well. And so instead of bumps, he thought I was saying the word buns. And so immediately he said, like, hot dog buns, mom. So I have geese hot dog <laughs> buns. And he kept looking at his arms and he was so confused. <laughs> so finally I realized like, oh, I got to reel it back. Like this is not going the direction I thought it would go. And, you know, show him like, no, do you see those little you know, rough patches on your arms, how they're sticking up, those are called goosebumps. And so <laughs> I slowly got to teach him that. And, you know, now it clicks. And even, you know, the other day he said, look, I have goosebumps. And he, he understands what they are. But just being able to like witness that cute, trying to figure out the world of the geese hot dog buns <laughs> instead of goosebumps. That's I just so really cute. appreciate, you know, that I have this time to be intentional and to refocus and recenter and just like, not miss out on those moments. Yeah. Do you guys do any kind of like, do you have like a journal that you write some of that stuff down in or Chase's mom does those little college rule note cards. Like she yeah. has a little, right. A little file that, that she keeps those in and sometimes they pull them out and she has them from like, you know, 25 years ago. And it's always fun to look back. 
that's one thing I feel like I haven't done a great job with, even like a baby book. I just have never done a good job documenting. I do try for big things and I need to write this down in my planner. If there's like something, you know, a cute story like that or things come up, I try to jot it down in my planner so that way I can at least hopefully go back and look and see the dates and times. But I do need to get better. I always justify, you know, like he's two. I'll, I'll have time later to like write all this down or I'll remember but there's so many sweet things you just don't want to forget or funny stories. You want to be able to tell at their wedding later or graduation and, you know, share with other people. And, you know, it's interesting because I have caught myself feeling like, oh, it was so cute and it was such a great moment that I won't forget it. But the times that I have taken a moment to write it down, looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember that now. Like I totally forgot. It's definitely worth it. We got one of those little, it's and actually it's, it's a bound, journal and it's it's called my quotable kid and it has all these little spaces where you can go in and like just put in little quotes and it has a space where you can put the age and the date and I think the location or something like that so we do have that but sometimes I don't know where it is right (laughs) I also use the notes on my phone (laughs) yes I've done that too where I'll try to put in reminders or I love now with like time hop or Facebook memories, how yes. things pop up. That also is another good way to try to document it. Honestly, sometimes I post things on Facebook, little quotes and things, because I know people, people get a kick out of it. But honestly, sometimes it's just for me because I know that Facebook will bring it back up, you know, in a year or five years or whatever. So I have done that before. Sometimes, honestly, I share pictures for that same reason too. Because yes. I'm thinking yes. like, if something happens and I lose all my pictures, at least I'll have the very best ones. <laughs> so true. Do you have anything that you are editing out of your life right now? So it's funny that we were talking about Facebook because I currently went to find an old picture on my phone and I realized how many like thousands of pictures I have on my phone. Uh And like we said, I upload them to Facebook. I've uploaded them to other places that I could still access them lately. But then I also have them on my phone or I find that like I want to get just the right shot. And so I'll take like five or 10 pictures really quick. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I never look back on those. So what I've been trying to do, it's probably been the past like two weeks or so is just instead of those like moments at night or, you know, the moments throughout the day when you're just wanting to like mindlessly scroll through Facebook or Instagram, I'm trying to not just jump on social media, but instead like set just like a five minute timer and go through those photos and just like delete batches of them off my phone because I feel like it's gotten to a point where I have so many that I just don't even want to look through any of them. And so I would rather go through and save the ones I love and then upload them like onto our computer and have yes. them somehow organized on a hard drive and just delete them off my phone. Like I'm sick of just having all of these pictures. So I'm working on it. It's definitely, it's going to take some time, but I think being able to do it in just the little chunks at a time and trying to find five minutes here or there has really helped me. And I feel like in a way it feels like a win because I'm off social media and I feel like I'm still being productive. Yeah. Like getting something yeah. done organized instead of just like mindlessly wasting that time. And you're getting to reminisce and look at some of those pictures. I know some of the cute little pictures that you stumble on or moments you just totally forget or, 
you know, someone else has used your phone to take pictures. You didn't even realize yeah. where they are like, yeah, it's amazing how much you have that you just never look at again. Are you willing to share how many pictures you have on your phone? I mean, just in my recent <laughs> album, this is just the recent album. I have close to 15,000 pictures. I've been getting rid of a lot of pictures. That makes me feel a little better because mine is at 16,267. Okay. <laughs> so we are in the same club. <laughs> same club. <laughs> so maybe you should start, you know, deleting a couple here and there. As you can. I think that's such a great idea. And I think it's a good idea to set a timer because a task like that can become way overwhelming really quickly. So I think just oh. little snippets here and there is probably like a really good way to do it. And like it does, it feels, it's weird. It feels like when I think about how that makes me feel that I have 16,000 pictures on my phone, <laughs> it makes me feel really irresponsible. Like, hey, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just makes me feel like there's a lot of really good, precious, valuable things. But then there's also a lot of like screenshots and, you know, like junk, you the know, so I think, yeah, things yes. you don't want to keep. Yeah. I don't think it's irresponsible. I think it's just, we're moms and we don't want to miss out. And it's so, they make it so easy now with your phone, but you're right. I like get so worried that what if, you know, my phone's going to crash or somehow, I don't know, I'm going to like lose all of this stuff. So my hope is I can get through all my photos. Like I said, save them on my computer. And then once everything's cleared off my phone, I would like to have a better system in place that I'm either like organizing as I take pictures or just like, yeah keeping track of it better because whew, it can build up so fast. Yeah. That is literally like your editing, which is awesome. Yes, I, I know. know. <laughs> Very literal. So you talked about editing out of your closet and I feel like you have gotten a really good handle on that. Is there anything else you're working on right now? I went through a period of time not that long ago where I was really into listening to true crime podcasts. Okay. And I was really into it. I would, you know, get my little headphones in and I would turn them on and I would be cleaning or organizing or, you know, doing some kind of project. And I felt like I was super productive. The stories are interesting and they get your attention really quickly. But I don't think it was having a good mental effect on me. Mm. I think that I take that stuff and internalize it way too easily. So I think as I kind of stood back and looked at where my mind was at and the way, I guess I can't help but think about the verse in the Bible where it says, you know, to think on things that are, you know, pure and lovely and holy. I think that that was a conviction for me that maybe I needed to take a step back and actually not even just take a step back, but edit that out and be focusing on things that are a lot more uplifting. Because I know there's a lot of junk out there in the world, and I know there's a lot that really does happen. And I'm not going to say there's not lessons to be learned from those types of things. And I think there honestly are people that can listen to that, and it doesn't affect them in the way that it right. affects me. Right. But I know me and my personality, I, just, I don't think that God wants me dwelling in that place. So I have literally edited all of that out of my life, and it's been really good for me. That's awesome. I have actually never listened to those. So are those kind of like, like I, I think of that, I think of like forensic files, like yes. 
It's very it similar that type to that. Of like who mm-hmm. did it and it goes through all the details. Okay. Yes. It, and some of them are, I guess, more graphic details. I don't particularly enjoy that, but I think it's kind of one of those things where it'll give you the first sentence, like in a completely normal American suburban town, no one dreamed dot, 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 you know? Sure. And so it's almost you know, like you're just storytelling. Yes, but it's true. So it's right. stories that have really happened. And, you know, okay. sometimes they're unsolved. Sometimes they are. But definitely putting me in a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just, it just wasn't good for me. So it was time to edit that out. We, even this summer, have had seasons where we've just stopped listening to the news. Because it yeah. felt very similar of, you know, it was just bringing up all these emotions that we just really felt like weren't healthy or just weren't at right. a place to be listening to or watching at the time. And, mm-hmm. and you do, I think it, some of that is just on seasons, like you said, like where you are now, you just wasn't a place that you could take it and you needed to edit it out. I think that's so great that you could recognize that. Well, I think that's a really good practice for all of us just to keep in mind, especially as, you know, COVID continues. And I know it just feels like there's constant debates and different sides and information. And I think it's good for us just to kind of keep that pulse on what are we putting into our hearts and our minds and our lives. And if it's something that is benefiting us and something we need to be informed about to make healthy decisions, or if it's things, you know, that maybe we just need to step aside, you know, hopefully that's something we can all continue to work on as just this year progresses. Yeah. And I think it all comes back to just balance, striving to seek that balance. And I don't think that's an easy thing. I think it comes a lot from a place of prayer and just, you know, wanting for ourselves what God wants for us. And I think the more time we spend in his word and focusing on his promises that, I mean, I can speak from the perspective of my life, you know, his promises are true and his promises can be relied on. And I just think it's very important right now that we center ourselves in that because it's been a crazy, crazy year. And I feel like it's just (laughs) going to keep getting crazier. I mean, maybe not crazier. I think it will stay crazy for a while. Hopefully the craziest is over. (laughs) Hopefully we can pray. (laughs) We can pray. Right. I feel like my family has grown closer and knit closer together through this process. I know I'm just going to keep looking for those goosebump moments. Love it. 